Hey everyone, you may know that regularly scheduled episodes of Christmas Past arrive on Mondays and Thursdays this season, but I'm here today with a very special bonus episode. And some of you may be hearing my podcast for the first time in this bonus episode, so let me quickly say hello, my name is Brian Earle, and this is Christmas Past, a podcast that explores the fascinating histories behind Christmas traditions. Like, did you know, for example, that modern gift wrap was invented by accident? Or that the practice of writing letters to Santa was made popular by a New York City con artist? Christmas Past takes a deep dive into stuff like that. The show is now in its second season, and it features input from experts in the field, and also Christmas memories from listeners just like you. But today is different, because I'm here to introduce a very special project one that I feel lucky and proud to be a part of. It all started a few weeks ago, when several of us Christmas podcasters were chatting with a listener named Butch Bailey on Twitter. Somewhere in the course of that discussion, it was suggested that all of us podcasters get together for some kind of crossover. Like, you know that Yogi Bear Christmas special where all of the Hanna-Barbera characters come together to celebrate the season? Something like that. Well, anyway, all of us got to talking and said, uh, yeah, let's actually do that. Now, this is a first in the world of Christmas podcasts, so you're witnessing history in the making. What we're going to do is tell you a Christmas story. We picked a great short story for you, one that you probably haven't heard before. It's the 1912 story, The House of Seven Santas, by John Kendrick Bangs, where a group of people are trapped in a snowstorm on Christmas Eve, but when an unexpected visitor shows up, things take a surprisingly Christmassy turn. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to read you the first few minutes of the story, and then I'll send you over to another podcast to hear the next installment, and so on. There are seven installments in all across seven different Christmas podcasts. The fun part is that each of us will bring our own unique style to the story. All of the installments are available right now, so you can hear the whole story in one sitting if you want to. This is going to be a fun Christmas storytelling adventure, and I'm really happy to have you along for the ride. Now, make sure you've got your pajamas on, pour yourself a mug of hot chocolate, and get comfy and cozy, and take yourself to a snowy city scene in 1912. Because here comes part one of The House of Seven Santas. For once, the Weather Bureau had scored a good, clean hit. The bullseye was pierced squarely in the middle, and the promised blizzard falling upon the city at noon held the metropolis completely in its grip. Everything in the line of public transportation in and out of town was tied up so tightly that it did not seem possible it would ever be unraveled again. The snow was piling waist-high upon the streets, and the cutting winds played their fantastic pranks with a chill and cruel persistence. It was with great difficulty that Dobley made his way into the Grand Central Railway Station. Like other suburban commuters at Christmas time, he was heavily laden with bundles of one kind or another. He fairly oozed packages. They stuck out of the pockets of his heavy ulster, a half dozen fastened together with a heavy cord he carried in his right hand, and some were slung about his shoulders and held there by means of a leathern strap. 
The real truth was that Dobley had been either too busy or had forgotten the wise resolutions of the autumn and had failed to do his Christmas shopping early, with the result that now, on Christmas Eve, he was returning to the little Dobleys with a veritable Santa's pack, whose contents were designed to delight their eyes in the early hours of the coming morning. It was with a great sense of relief that he entered the waiting room of the station and took the accumulated snow from his coat and removed the infant icicles from his eyes, but his joy was short-lived. Making his way to the door, he paused to wish the venerable doorman a Merry Christmas. Fierce night, Hawkins, he said as he adjusted his packages. I shall be glad enough to get home. The old man shook his head dubiously. I'm afraid you won't enjoy the luxury tonight, Mr. Dobley, he said. We haven't been able to get a train out of here since one o'clock, and the way things look now, there won't be any business at this stand for 24 hours, even if we have luck. What's that? returned Dobley. You don't mean to say... No trains out tonight, sir, said the doorman. The line's out of commission from here to Buffalo anyhow, and nobody knows what's going on west of there. The wires are down, and we're completely shut off from the world. Dobley gave a long, low whistle. By Jove, Hawkins, he muttered ruefully. That's tough. Kind of hard on the kiddies, eh? said the old doorman sympathetically. Mighty hard, said Dobley, with a catch in his voice. No chance of anything? Not even a freight? he went on anxiously. Couldn't pull a feather through with thirty locomotives, was the disheartened response. I guess it's the hotel for yours tonight, sir. Dobley turned away and pondered deeply for a few moments. Taking care of himself for the night was not, under the circumstances, a very difficult proposition, for his club was not far away, so that he was not confronted with the uncomfortable prospect of sleeping on the benches of the railway station. But the idea of the little Dobleys not finding their treasures awaiting them on the morrow, to say nothing of the anxiety of Mrs. Dobley over his non-arrival, was, to say the least, disconcerting. Oh well, he said philosophically, after going over the pros and cons of the situation carefully. What's the use of worrying? What must be, must be, and I'll have to make the best of it. He buttoned his heavy coat up snugly around his neck, and seizing the bundles with a firmer grip, wished the doorman a good night and went out again into the storm. Fifteen minutes later, looking more like a snowman than an ordinary human being, he entered the club, and if it be true that misery finds comfort in company, he was not doomed to go without consolation. There were five other fellow sufferers there, trying to make the best of it. Well, that does it for the first installment of the story. I'm glad Dobley is warm and safe from the snow and among some friends, but does he make it home for Christmas? Well, to hear what happens next, I'm going to leave you in the very capable hands of Tim Babb, the host of Can't Wait for Christmas. So, wherever and however you get your podcasts, just look for Can't Wait for Christmas. The cover art is a picture of Tim wearing a Santa hat, and you'll want to download the episode titled The House of Seven Santas Part 2. I want to thank Butch Bailey for being the spark that lit this whole project. Thanks to my fellow Christmas podcasters for coming together to spread some Christmas cheer. And thank you for listening. If you're new to Christmas Past, I hope you'll subscribe for the season and maybe even check out some of my episodes from 2016. You can search for Christmas Past Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to follow along. We'd all love to know what you think of this collaboration. Who knows, maybe it'll become a yearly tradition. 
but we can't know if you like it unless you tell us. So I hope you enjoy the rest of the story, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and a very Merry Christmas.